Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Let's Start Dreaming podcast. I am your host, Carson McGregor. And I am your other host, Mikey Gianelli. And before we start, I just want to give a couple shout outs uh, to some people that, you know, mean a lot to me. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Rosie and Elena. I'd like to give a shout out to Lance Hart. They are some of my favorite people on uh, on Pornhub. They're they're doing great work. Lance Hart is really um, is really doing a lot for the strap on community and the bisexual man community. Uh, Rosie and Elena, just great content. If you like good content, go check them out. Uh, Laz Fire and Lady Fire, they're a great couple. They Lady work, Fire is great. Lady Fire works with a lot of a lot of other up and coming porn stars. Just you know, really uh, doing a lot of great things for that community. And I just want to shout them out. I had no clue who you were talking about until you said Pornhub and that Lance Hart, man, Lance Hart, like that guy needs to get his own fucking show. Like, cause he is phenomenal. He's hilarious. He wears strap-ons. He gets fucked in the butt by ladies. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, and he's like a really good looking cut dude. Um, and he, I don't know, he's just, he's funny as fuck, too. He was doing one scene with these two girls, and it was, the, the idea of the scene was that it was his girlfriend, or his ex-girlfriend, and his current girlfriend, you know, and they were at a therapist office, right? And so him and his current girlfriend are at this therapist office doing couples therapy. Um, and so the therapist is like, all right, to, you know, get past your issues right now, I want to bring in Lance's ex-girlfriend. Um, you know, because I think that she might be causing some of the tension in your relationship. And so you as the viewer are like, all right, this is about to get nice. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they both here? (laughs) And, uh, and then as it (laughs) turns, as it turns sexual, as like things start to get sexual, um, they start like grabbing on him, uh, you know, about to fuck him. And he's like, this seems like a flagrant HIPAA violation. (laughs) 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 I'm like, that is a phenomenal (laughs) line. That is such a good line. I've never seen comedy that good. You know, usually it's like over the top acting, but it was just a great one liner. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, I don't remember. All, I don't watch porn that thoroughly, but I remember the last one I did watch that thoroughly. It was this girl and this this girl with a boyfriend and this the boyfriend's friend it was just them in the house and she was cooking dinner for her boyfriend who was at work right and i don't know the, the friend was just like playing with her like grabbing her butt like just like oh i wish i could be him like this and the other and then she's chopping up onions and they go from chopping up onions with their bare hands straight to upstairs i don't recall seeing a cut but i if there i hope there was a cut because onion hands on the dick yeah it seems like a bad idea <laughs> Does not sound good. It seems like uh, it would just hurt in a lot of ways. Like when I'm chopping onions, I start crying. Like I'm not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but I'm not. I'm not tough with that. You ever seen the uh, the grapefruit video? Yes, that's a yeah. great one. Yeah, that's you know that's OG great internet comedy. But if you're not familiar, the grapefruit video is this lady, and she's like you know a sex coach or something, and she's 
talking to women being like ladies if if your man if you're trying to like get freaky with your man this is a trick you got to try it basically you hollow out a grapefruit and like put a hole in the middle and then you like put it on his dick and you go up and down with it while you're sucking his dick and it's hilarious to watch her do it because she demonstrates and she makes a very funny noise with her throat. <laughs> she goes ham on that shit. Yeah, she she goes, like, <laughs> like it's hilarious. But <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> what I'm watching, I'm like, that is a woman that does not understand men. Cause that she's just thinking like men are crazy. So? Well, men are crazy. We like to do crazy shit, you know? Uh, but citrus does not mix with the dick whatsoever. Does it not? Dude, I mean, I can't imagine. It's a very, like, acid. Well, okay, citrus is citrus, yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking lemon juice and grapefruit juice might be a little different, but... It's a sour fruit, yeah. you know? That, that's that gotta be painful. That has gotta be painful. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more things you can do to get that pleasure, although it, it was it was pretty creative. Although, I never have gra- grapefruits in my house, so, like, that would be so inconvenient. No, I like the, um... I, I like the effort that she's putting in, you know, but I think like a honeydew melon, that's more oh. along the lines of what would work. But not, they're not gushy. I, you put it in the microwave. Three seconds in the microwave, no longer, just to get it like warm. And then, you know, you have the whole cut out like, you, you know, yeah. what to do. You, you know do you know this do. for facts? I'm I'm trial, just taking a guess. Trial and error. <laughs> that does sound like I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's what you do. I'm gonna give you the manual on how to fuck a melon. Not that I've ever done it before. Not that that's my favorite thing in the world. His FBI agent is fucking shaking his head right now. He's listening through his phone. He's just like this guy thinks he can lie to all his fans, dude, his viewers. If I have an FBI agent watching me at all times, uh, I am that I am that place's like Christmas party every year. I am like the government's Christmas party. They're like, all right, gather around. We made a best of compilation <laughs> of crazy shit Carson does while he's alone in his room. <laughs> crazy webcam footage. They got you picking your nose. Yeah, they you're got, fucked. They got me picking my nose. Oh no. <laughs> Hey, how many they, they got me they got me nose? having real arguments just to thin air that's that, that's <laughs> more that's more along the lines of what they really got in me i could see you doing that <laughs> <laughs> just making arguments in your own brain <laughs> practicing them from when you actually have them in person for no arguments i will not even come close to having like, it's not like arguments with people i know it's i see something online i see some like some idiot online and i'm like how would i respond to them in this I- moment I do that too, though. Like, not very often, but like, I saw this one post about like how um, fat phobia and like how the agenda of health of health classes in America cover so much mm-hmm. um, childhood obesity, and they don't cover uh, eating disorders at all, and it's because of fat phobia. And I was like, well, hold up, eating disorders are very, very serious, and childhood obesity is very, very serious. And you can't downplay childhood obesity like that. First of all, that got me so teed because, like, I was reading online CDC stuff. 13% of all children are fucking obese, which is crazy. Yeah, that is, it is pretty nuts. So I had this whole argument because I, well, I, I like had it all typed out. <laughs> like, I was voice chatting it. I'm like, all right, I got this just in case I needed to post this and, uh, and if defend, <laughs> defend my stance. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything. Here's the disconnect I have with the um with the fat shaming thing. 
is you shouldn't shame anybody for being fat. No. It, like, you shouldn't shame anybody for anything like that that doesn't affect you or anybody else at all. It's just, no. it's mean and it's it doesn't make sense to do. But, I agree. But it is totally okay to promote not being fat. It's yes. totally okay because here's the difference between fat and obese. That There is a big jump yes, there. Yes, there is a difference. There is a like you just said a jump. Be, being fat is one thing that 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 could mean a lot of different things. A lot of people think they're fat and they're just like they're like what do you what are you talking about fat? Like yeah, you have fat. Who doesn't have fat on their body? Everybody has fat on their body. But people that are obese, that is an unhealthy lifestyle choice. It's an unhealthy lifestyle choice. You know, it's it's just like smoking. Like you don't don't be an asshole to somebody like, "Oh, you're smoking, you gross piece of shit don't do that that's rude but you it's pretty fine to tell your kids don't smoke that's the thing that got me is that i know obesity isn't a joke i know the american lifestyle the american way promotes this shit so so much from the media to culture to pop culture to everything you see advertisements of, of, of McDonald's, Coke, Pepsi, any soda, any fast food area, any area, restaurant, pardon me, all day, every day. And we have suffered so much from this. Like, 13% of children are obese? That's not okay. They form addictions from eating the shit that is shoved down our throats. And then sometimes, you know, they cannot control themselves like food is addicting like fucking fast food is addicting whether it be because the food itself is addictive or the psychological actions of eating because you know eating is a thing that we can control so you know i if i have lack of control in my life i'm gonna eat popeyes all day because i this is the one thing i can control um but yeah no to say that covering obesity in health class was fat phobia that had me just it, I, it I is, was in disbelief. It is okay to bring that up, though, that, like, health classes don't talk about other they, eating disorders. They don't. They don't. That's the thing. Eating disorders are deadly. And it's the same thing where you develop this this habit. You First of all, you, know, just, you, you can develop this dysmorphia about you where it's completely a farce. But it's true to you for some reason. And, you know, not eating is a way of control as well. It's a, it's a way of, of coping. It's a way of, of dealing with, with things that with society's standard that are just enforced onto you or you enforce onto yourself. And it's it's a serious issue because it is one of the most deadly things that can happen, one of the most deadly mental disorders, which is just that needs to be focused. I don't think I've ever talked about eating disorder in a health class. And I, I, I like to see it as obesity has been a problem for so long. Like This has been in the making. Like fast food... Sodas, all this processed food from like 1950 to now, like we're seeing the effects right now. But I'm going to say that eating disorders are kind of newer as opposed to obesity and, and they're not as covered as much in health class because, I mean, there's not that much. There's a lot of mystery behind it still, too. Like we don't know exactly why this happens or that happens. Yeah, it's it, it with any sort of mental disorder or problems like it's hard to track them down. It's the same thing with like ADD, ADHD, or like, you know, bipolar, like anything like that. You don't really know. You can, It's not easy to explain what causes it or what all the symptoms are because a lot of people have different symptoms. It's not as simple as like, you know, 
oh, you have heart disease because the doctors can see that you have heart disease. It's not that it's not that easy to point out. So it's harder to talk about in like a school setting because there's a you got to go really deep into it. And it, it's but that right there, that person making that argument that's like, oh, it's because of fat phobia. That is basically a classic. You have a good point, but you're taking it to a place where it doesn't need to be taken to. And it kind of takes away from your point. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing as saying like, like, oh, like James Bond has never been black. And that's because the franchise is racist. It's like, well, <laughs> here's the here's the good point you're making is that Hollywood does have a history of problematic choices with race that one is not one of them it is just a casting decision that's been made you know it, it i i don't think that means that james bond franchise is racist does it mean that hollywood's not right ra- maybe that's not the best example but i saw something about like disney characters like why do the black characters always change to non-human like in uh tiana princess and the frog like you know she became a frog mm-hmm. and then this new one soul joe dies and like I, I I I didn't watch the video. I didn't give it the time of day. But that to me just seems like what what is this argument? Are, uh, maybe they're trying to say that black people in Disney films are dehumanized into something else. But I I don't buy that. I don't buy it. I don't. I, don't. But, but it, I, I think those stretch arguments are what make people that aren't on your side quite yet that don't really buy that there's that there's racism in Hollywood. It just makes them be like, see, they're pulling this shit out of their ass. But if you make good points and you have real arguments, uh, that's how you can convince somebody that's kind of on the fence about it or completely on the other side. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that Hollywood isn't racist or yeah, isn't racist because you, I mean, you could explain it to me very well, and I, I mean, I'm sure they are. There's been a lot of discrepancies. Well, it's that leading men in Hollywood. Um, leading men and leading women, but I mean that's a whole other issue. Is that a high, way higher percentage of movies historically have been about leading men, and that's why the whole thing about sexism in Hollywood comes up is that like there's not nearly as many movies about like women being the protagonist, and um, and, and that is being adjusted as we speak. And it's the same thing with race: is that there's not uh, you know black characters or characters of color historically throughout Hollywood have been like the side characters or they've been uh, stereotypical and they haven't been, you know, portrayed in a positive light a lot of the time. And so that's the problem with racism in Hollywood. It's just, it's basing things on stereotypes. It's not doing a whole lot of like fair casting. Um, But then when you take popular franchises and you're like, well, why haven't they had this person? Why haven't they had this character be gay? It's like, that's, that's not what we're talking about. That's you're, you're kind of you pointing out the wrong things. Uh, to go back to the to fat thing, the late the lady on the post was saying how only a small percent of kids have di- type two diabetes, whereas this many people have eating disorders. But that the thing is, it's just that's just one thing from diabetes that can or pardon me from obesity that can happen not to mention heart disease which is the number one killer in america and heart disease can come from a slew of things like like cigarettes and things like that but um eating or obesity is a major cause of heart disease and they just completely missed that part like like she like you said you're trying to prove a point yeah but 
you're, you're deceptively leaving out information because you don't develop heart disease as a kid. Like that's usually something that happens a lot later. So yeah. it's, it's kind of taking out her argument is ignoring the residual effects of obesity. But long story short, yeah, they're both a big issue and should not be taken lightly. Yeah, EDs no, for sure. For sure. And obesity. That, that's what I gets under my skin a little bit about the modern culture with everybody having a cause and everybody getting mad about something is that it's not we all have a cause and we're very passionate about our cause and we're trying to better the world in that direction. It's my cause is better than your cause. Fuck your cause. Your cause is stupid. Like, why are you focused on that cause when my cause is more important? Like, can't we all just have the things that we care about? Like, it's become not that you believe in an immoral thing in my estimation. It's you believe in another moral thing that I think takes less precedent than my moral thing. You know, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're just getting mad at each other just to prove that we're the best person, that we're the most sanctimonious, awesome person in the room. It's stupid. The thing, when you're on social media and you're trying to promote a cause, like that is doing something to an extent, but like at the end of the day, I feel like you're not really doing too much. Like if you really care about it, I don't know. I guess you could try to find actual ways to help instead of just volunteer, donate your time, donate money. (laughs) Like, I am bringing bringing awareness to it is one thing, but if that's all you're doing, then you're not really that much better than anybody else. You just know what's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually more self-serving than anything else. You just know what's wrong at that point, and you're not doing anything. You're just say you. You're just like, hey, well, why is nobody helping about this? You're not helping, but you're the one that pointed it out. So in your own brain, you're thinking, well, I don't have to help because I'm the one that's calling attention to it. So I'm just making everybody else feel bad if they're not helping. So I've done my part. So I've been seeing you kill it on TikTok recently. Yeah. I've been Watching your TikToks bring me joy, Carson. <laughs> they literally bring smiles to my face. Like, you are so goddamn talented at TikTok, and you should follow us on TikTok at Let's Start Dreaming. Yeah, Let's Start Dreaming podcast. I I like TikTok as a platform to put shit out on. I don't like it as something to watch. I, I've, I'm going to be, like, the worst type of creator where I'm not going to support the community because I don't want to watch <laughs> TikToks. Like, I have no interest in it, but I do like making them. I knew this man would thrive on TikTok. I just, honestly, I never thought... I would see Carson McGregor on TikTok. Like, <laughs> that's such a mind blow. Like, you're just so against it for a while. Like, oh, nah, man. Well, I'm taking a film class right now, and um, the professor was talking about something that I kind of already knew in the back of my mind, but I just didn't want to accept. And it's, you know, it's <laughs> what is that? Well, we were talking about framing, you know, and how most framing is meant to be horizontal. It's meant to be that shape, that rectangular shape, because that's how movie screens are. So that's how cameras record. They naturally record. If you look at the back of a camera, that's how it naturally is supposed to record. But a lot of things are being made now to be shown at the at the uh, at the frame size of of a cell phone, because a lot of people are watching things on their cell phone like this. So things are being shot differently to adapt. Yeah. And so he was talking about how things like social media and TikTok, like those are the future. And if you get on board and accept that they are the future, then 
you can actually continue the tradition of making good art and uh, and creating something great. But if you stay in the past constantly and you're just like, no, it's it's supposed to be like this, then you'll get left yeah. behind. And like if every if every great filmmaker did that and they they would just get left behind and we'd just be left with a bunch of, you know, half ass motherfuckers. It wouldn't evolve. Yeah, it wouldn't evolve. It'd be an old head forever. Yeah. Oh, old hip hop is the greatest. Hippity hippity. Um, that's cool that you've seen the light. And I'm that's cool that, well, not seen the light, but you know what I mean. That's cool that your professor could bestow that perspective on you. Yeah. It, and yeah. you said you already knew at the back of your mind. but like, Yeah, it, it's something that I've, it, it's one of those things. I'm always trying to improve that about myself because I do see that in myself a lot that I'm so stuck in an era that I don't live in. Um, yeah because this is this is it this is really it yeah i i'm like film should be like this stand-up comedy should be like this music should be like this and it's like dude shut the fuck up like i i am telling myself that constantly like shut the fuck up and stop being such a cynical asshole like you just want you just want to be a downer you just want to bring up bad shit you just want to be an asshole you want to be contrarian and you, you just no matter what I actually think, my immediate instinct a lot of the time is to just be like, no, that's stupid. That's bad. And here's why. And I'll usually think of a pretty good fucking reason. And it, it's nonsense. It's nonsensical. It's the same reason that like, I would trash certain um, modern musicians and artists is that I'm just like, no, because they don't they don't got this quality about them that makes a rapper good. It's like, that's stupid. Like if they make good music even if it's not of the same ilk that I don't know, fucking Biggie Smalls and Outcast are, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're evolving. Yes. And that's how and if you accept that and kind of get in line with thinking that like new rap music, the new style of rap music can be very good, then you can critique it from a reasonable standpoint and be like, well, okay, so new rap music is good. But the Migos <laughs> stuck the Migos suck. Like that's where I'm at right now, you know. <laughs> you can automatically block out everything. That's so crazy that I'm thinking about that right now. You could just block out everything that's new if you are stuck in your old ways. You know, like you would never, ever, ever, no, someone would never, ever, ever consider listening to music nowadays if they were only stuck on 90s stuff. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll show old heads because I used to be in that, not old head, but like rap music should be like this. I used to be in that mindset. And I meet other people in that mindset when I talk about music and I'll always end up showing them something new that I know that would have brought me over to the other side, you know, something like Denzel Curry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you like rap. you like, you like when guys spit bars. Okay. Well, here's a Denzel Curry song. Here's a J.I.D. song. Here's a J. Cole song. You know, it's like, try to try to tell me that this thing that came out this year talking about how new hip hop sucks. This this song that came out this year, try to tell me that all the qualities that you're looking for aren't in this song because they are. They're fucking sitting right in front of you. So if you want to you want to accept it that music is still good even by your standards, you know, it's just different now because a JID song does not sound like a like a, you know, an old 90s hip hop song, but the bars are still there. Okay, so when you said like, you know, the 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 future of like the horizontal orientation is kind of what's happening now. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You ever see or the, Quibi? the vertical? Vertical. Yeah. You ever see Quibi and like they're yeah. they're like 
oh, watch it horizontal and you see what movie, and then you turn it vertical and you see what's happening on their phone. Like, what is, what is that? I, I what, what do you want to see on their fucking phone? I don't like that at all, man. I don't like that at all. You want to see their text from their mom? You want to see their fucking grocery list? No, nah, Quibi, Quibi's dumb. Quibi's dumb. With with they, any with any new progression you have in an art form, you're gonna have somebody that's like, I'm gonna be the next innovator. And it's dude, like, the no, funniest the thing was aren't. they put so much money behind that shit. Some people were banking on Quibi, like, yo, Quibi, 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 and yeah. then it just. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo, we're top dogs. We are gonna fucking be the next Netflix, but different. Yeah. <laughs> they literally had balls of steel and they're going in that shit. <laughs> it's it, it's funny to me because I can't imagine anybody behind that was thinking like, we're making great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about pardon me, the thing about Quibi too is that like there was no and that that goes along with with the growing of or the changing of style is that there was really no long form content on there. Most of it was like the shows were like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like I never watched it, but like that almost seems to me that'd be almost like a, like just not enough to have enough content, but also, or maybe enough to be shitty content, like not that quality. What I think they forgot or didn't realize was that, they already got beat to the punch there. Snapchat did it first. Snapchat stories are shows that are very short and they're meant to be in that orientation. Like it's a lot of, you know, people talking at the camera shows that that's most of what Snapchat shows are. Yeah. But, but they still are doing that, you know, and what Quibi was trying to do is like, we're going to try to make Breaking Bad, but you can watch it on your phone. Like this <laughs> Why? Why is that your like? Who is asking for that specifically? I don't think our generation is asking for that. They're begging for that. Like, if I'm gonna watch like a show, like a sit down <laughs> drama show, I'm gonna go on HBO and I'm gonna fucking watch a show on my computer or on TV. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be watching like a full fleshed out like serial killer drama on my phone. That's not what I want to do. That's the thing too. I don't even know if you could watch it on any other platform besides a phone or an iPad. Uh, but sometimes I guess the things are, sometimes the things you don't ask for are pretty good. But like, that's a big thing is that if, if a company's trying to make something that isn't sought after, like they're going to just get shit on. Yeah. They're just no, going to get fucking, like the Titanic, they're just going to fucking sink. Yeah, and I, that that was that, that's a stupid one. That's a stupid one in my estimation. But yo, I, buy Quibi stock. <laughs> buy Quibi stock. Quibi to the moon. I don't think they actually have stocks. Um, <laughs> uh, on the on the on the topic of meme stocks too. Amazon is said to buy AMC. So. Well, first of all, what would the future? That would be so cool. Like, what is what does that mean for the future of AMC? Like, does that mean that like that could mean like you're going to the AMC and like what the people get to choose like what what Amazon movie they want to see, or they're just gonna be Amazon movies in the theater, or does that just mean like it's gonna be AMC but owned by fucking? It's probably just gonna be AMC that's owned by Amazon. See, that's a lot. That's I like that it's keeping the tra 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 traditional AMC kind of media, but like also it would be so cool to have like a Amazon theater or a Netflix theater. 
That's a cool concept. That as I'm thinking about that now, I I like that concept. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that'd work or be executed. I mean, theaters already exist, so I would just if I was Netflix, rather than making a Netflix theater, I would just get involved with a theater and be like, hey, show the movies that you're gonna show anyway, but also show our movies. Like do both. Yeah, that seems kind of productive of what I was saying. They literally brought the theater home. Yeah, like that's so now the they're point. trying to get out. Yeah, and people are already paying a monthly. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you gonna go like pay another eight dollars for admission to to see something you can watch on your couch? It's stupid. You remember when Amazon was, or not Amazon? You remember when Netflix was the fucking mail mail service? No, never. No, you never had. You never got Netflix mail. No. Or Netflix videos from the DVDs from mail? No, I, I always, we my family always either went to the theater or did on demand. You know, just buy a, mo- buy a movie, you know. Privileged. Check your privilege. <laughs> Still have to pay for it. No, yeah. <laughs> but no, Netflix, I mean, Netflix was a monthly back then, too. I no, I've... I've heard comedians talk about, um, you know, Bill Burr and, uh, and, and, and Tom Segura were some of the first comedians and Aziz Ansari were some of the first comedians to get on Netflix when it was still like not what it is today. Like nobody really knew about it. And, um, and they were talking about it like it, you wanted to get a Comedy Central special. You wanted to get an HBO special. Those were the big boys. But Netflix was kind of seen as a joke. So to sell your special to Netflix, you were kind of just being like, well, nobody else will buy it. I guess I'll sell it to Netflix. And then Netflix pops. And they all of a sudden, a guy like Tom Segura, who would have, was not a household name whatsoever, nobody knew who that guy was, is all of a sudden one of the biggest comedians touring in the world. Because wow. of he, not, not even a gamble, just a happenstance like, oh, Comedy Central didn't buy my special, so I guess I'll sell it to Netflix. Oh, fuck, Netflix is doing pretty good. You know, it's just happenstance so that those guys got lucky. And that's good because they're talented and they should have got lucky. That's really cool, like how how the whole platform has changed like that. Like, And then streaming just did them everything. Yeah, Netflix did a lot for stand-up because stand-up was in a, it had a boom in the uh in the 80s and 90s there was a big boom in stand-up like people really gave a shit about stand-up and stand-up comedians were huge and then it took a huge dip for a long time and then we are in the golden age of stand-up currently you'd have to go out of your way to see a comedy show like that though if i'm not i mean they probably had them on tv back in the 80s too but like yeah when you're on netflix it's the whole one it's the one hub there so it's People can get recommended. Like, I could watch a murder show. I would never watch murder shows. But, like, it's all there. So I could. Yeah. But, well, that's the, you know, how it used to be with stand-up specifically. And with a lot of other, these other medians, like like acting. Um, you had to get in bed with a giant company who was established. So if you were a stand-up comedian, you had to be doing arenas in order to get an HBO special. You had to be George Carlin. You had to be Jerry Seinfeld. You had to be Andrew Dice Clay. But today with, you know, the streaming and Netflix and the amount of people watching comedy specials on demand, like any fucking person, Donald Glover got a special. Really? Yeah. Donald fucking Glover had a a stand up special. He was it was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. (laughs) 
It wasn't great. A lot of people really like it, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're being cynical right now. No, he's just—he's clearly when you watch it, it's—it's it's actually pretty good jokes. But when you watch it, you're like, yeah, this guy does not have the stage presence to. Like, he hasn't been doing this forever. You know? <laughs> Imagine he's just up there. And he's like, knock, knock. <laughs> say it. I'm not gonna say it. Boo. Boo-hoo. Oh, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, that that's just Donald Glover's comedy right there. Made it to Netflix with that. No, uh, it's it's. Definitely not terrible, but it's the same problem I have with. Uh, do you know who Pete Davidson is? Actually, it rings a bell. I don't know if you've said it or if I know him without you saying it. You might know him from being Ariana Grande's fiance when he was. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Gangly. Yeah, SNL guy. Um, he's like 23. Like, he's very young and he's had two stand up comedy specials and he's very funny. Like, I, li- I like Pete Davidson's comedy and I do think he's funny, but. I um I worry about a guy like that getting that big so young because he's so goddamn funny right now that I can see him when he's 35 being fucking unstoppable as a comedian and that the, the reason it worries me is cuz if you get that big that young people might stop paying attention to you because you're not at your peak yet. You're not really at where you could be yet. You're very funny, but people could get sick of you pretty easily because they're like, well, he's not that fucking funny. And he's definitely on the trajectory to becoming that fucking funny. You know, if you get famous for anything, for, you know, making music, for uh, telling jokes, for acting, and you're not, and you're famous before you're ready, that could be a curse more than it's a blessing. I definitely feel like it could be like a motivator though too. Like, okay, well, I have all this now. Hundred percent. I'm down. I need to do it. I need to go above and beyond, and it'll help them. But I know it, it seems like a double-edged sword too, the way you put it. Yeah, no, it definitely for a lot of guys it can be a motiv- motivating factor where they have to live up to this hype now, so they work that seems their asses off. Stressful too, though, actually. Yeah, yeah, no. It's like ripping your hair out, stress. Yeah, but I, I think that the struggle of working day in, day out with no recognition in any art form is what builds up that armor that once you make it, once you're there, you're uh, you're there. And you're like, I already have the work ethic to make this happen. And I already have the skill to stay consistent. But if you're young and you're kind of just and, and you got famous on a fluke where people saw a lot of potential in you and then you are, are still going through your creative process of figuring out who you are. Um, Lil Xan. I, I don't think Lil Xan is a super good example. Cause I don't think that guy is going to be awesome at 35. Rap is so different actually. Now that I think about it, because youth is a big commodity. You know, some guys will blow up later and it's better for them because they've you know mastered their craft but i I, in hip-hop like being 17 is not a disqualifying factor it's actually a good thing we i feel like if i blew up i'd be right on par with those 18 year olds 17 year olds 16 year olds 20 19 year olds i look like i'm fucking 12 sometimes yeah i don't know You, you i think you look your age 
I used to get that a lot where the people would people would say like, "Oh, you look so young," and like now that I'm like fucking getting older and looking like a fucking old fuck, I I forget that I do look like my age sometimes. I when I was at work the other day, I'm I'm working at a new pizza place now, and um, I was talking to this guy. I, I met him for the first time, and it's hard to tell how old people are <laughs> at a new job especially like that because you expect a lot of them to be young but you don't know they, they could be high school age and they could be in their 30s like you have no idea so he was talking to me and he's like how old are you man and i was like i'm 21 he said oh dude i thought you were in high school <laughs> really yeah dude age is so weird i'm usually good at guessing ages but like some people just seem so much older than to me like like mr beast I yeah. would think maybe he's like 26, 27, 25 at least. Yeah, but he's I don't like know. 22. He, he seems big. He seems just like put together. Yeah, he just he has that vibe of an older guy. Of like a slightly older dude. Not I, not I, like I, in his early 20s, you know. I see like stories, Snapchat stories of like us in like high school, 18-year-old when we were 18, and I thought we were so grown back then, but we looked like fucking babies. Yeah. And like well, that's also what... that's also you looking at yourself yeah, and but... seeing how you progressed. I'm sure if we looked at, at at Mr. Beast when he's actually 30, he's gonna, we're gonna be like, man, we thought he looked old before. Like he actually <laughs> looks like 30 now. Like he definitely looked young before. But I, I don't know. know how old I'd guess you were. Like I I know you too well now. I think the way you the way you look. I don't even know. You look your age to me. Yeah, I think I look 21. We're short, though. That's the thing. We're really short. Yeah, we're short boys. All these, all you ladies that are just, like, dying to get after us, uh, well, I mean, pump the brakes for a second because we are short. And we have those millimeter Peters. We know how to use them. Yeah! We know how to use them by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I really, if you're a tall girl out there please let me get with you mommy <laughs> I dude, the, the, I really want to get with a tall girl so badly <laughs> I don't know why like I just want to look up at her like I just want to be like damn like your kahunas are like up here <laughs> I, I've been with a couple I've been with a dude, couple girls that are taller than me like, and it's, I love it I love it oh I love my it. god like I don't know why I just do like Oh, like I saw this girl who's like seven foot on TikTok. I was like, "Ma, me, <laughs> come over here. Let me slide in your DMs." <laughs> Damn, it's just yeah. like I'm so short too. Like, it's such a difference. And you know, tall girls or girls, it's a lot of it's a lot of societal thing where girls can't get with guys shorter than them. Fuck that shit, yo. I'm the shit, mommy. If you want to get with me, you should have no shame with that. Because I am Mikey. And I'm the fucking best. No, I don't. Yeah, that's definitely a weird standard that doesn't really make a whole bunch of sense to me. But then again, uh, I'm, a, I'm a short guy, so I'm technically average height, but I'll, I'll say Yeah, I'm fuck short. you. You're like, a, you're like at least an inch taller than me, aren't you? I think so. Five, six, five. I'm five, six and a half. No, you're five, not. I'm five six, but I'll still fuck your bitch. I'm I'm five nine on the money. Like you five, are not. Yeah, I'm five nine. I'm definitely five okay, nine. Okay, well then I'm five six. What's the difference? Well, shit. I guess I'm taller than you than I thought. Yeah, I thought. I guess you are too. I thought you were like my height. Shit. Yeah, you are a short boy. Man. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, all but, those mommies, come hit me up, please. Please. Honestly, come hit us up. Come hit us up. If you're like six foot seven, if you're a WNBA player, <laughs> like, we we want you. We want you. We are we are coming after you. And uh, and I think that'll do it for us on the podcast here today. I think so too. Make sure to subscribe or follow. It's follow on TikTok. To follow <laughs> our TikTok at the Let's Start Dreaming Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wade and Low Key. Follow us individually on Instagram. Mikey is at Mikey LG. I am at the Colossus of Clout. And Mikey, go ahead and plug your shirts. I did not drop them last Friday as I said I would because there's a lot more to running a business than I thought. So I'm doing all my banking, licensing, tax, all this shit before I get it open. So sometime in March, I think the first week of March, probably March 6th, which is the first Friday, it will be out. But I'm very excited to let you know that I am doing this. Woke LLC is a real thing, and I am the sole proprietor, the sole owner. And yeah, if you would support me, it's when the time comes, thewidespread.com, you can get a shirt at a discounted price. Thank you very much. This is Mikey G signing out. See you guys. Been feeling disconnected now. I get money. Now I'm reckless now. I get high.